station, but we're here for a real education. Welcome to A Real Education. I'm your host, Tim Wick. I am joined, as always, by my co-host, movie prophet, Melissa Kersher. <laughs> Hello! And movie person who listens to movie prophets. <laughs> follower. 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 Uh, whatever. What, uh, Jenny Young. Hey, that's me. Hey, that's me. <laughs> we are here today to watch The Ten Commandments. So, Jenna, please, uh, and I have a feeling you might know a certain amount about this film, even having not seen it. Even so having not seen it. tell us what you know about the Ten Commandments. Uh, um, like, biblically or the movie? Uh, well, <laughs> well, well, the movie. We'll, we'll go with the movie. Uh, yeah. um, here is uh, what I have come to understand. It is a movie about the biblical Ten Commandments. Uh-huh. Um, or, or the... the um, I can't even think right now. Uh, the, uh, uh, anyway, so uh, it's about the Ten Commandments. Um, uh, and uh, Charlton Heston is involved. Charlton yeah. Heston is indeed involved. Mm-hmm. Yes. I recognized a name and put it on a movie. Wow. Sweet. Mark yes. the day. Someday I will be able to associate things better. Um, and it is ridiculously long. <laughs> but not, not, as long as, uh, Lord- not as long as uh, Lawrence of Arabia okay. uh, yeah. or the, the Seven Samurai. Mm-hmm. It might be closing in on Seven Samurai territory. Yeah. yeah. By I no means the longest film we've watched. Okay. Mm-hmm. Because I have heard that this uh, movie, when played on television, is often broken up into like part one, part two, or mm-hmm. yeah. and, and it depends yeah. on the version. It is heavily edited when played on television yeah. as well. Sure. Uh, so they'll try and make it a, you know, one evening movie event by chopping out a good 45 minutes of the film. Mm-hmm. Um, so, yeah. Uh, let's see. What else? What else do you um, think you know? This is one of those movies where I feel like I've probably seen bits and pieces of it on TV. Um, I, I picture a dude with a couple of tablets. Although, that could have been a Mel Brooks movie. I don't know. Anyway, um... <laughs> it could be both. It could be both. It could be both. Could be both. Uh, I bring you these 15 commandments. <laughs> Ten commandments. <laughs> That's not what I'm picturing when I'm picturing it. It's not in this film. Uh, but, yeah. Um... And, uh, but yeah, I feel like this is one of those where I'll probably end up recognizing a scene here or there, but I haven't seen the whole thing to completion. Um, and I, as, as a very, uh, studious Christian, feel like I have an idea on the concept of the story. So, (laughs) you know, there's, there's, there's wandering involved. There's, uh, burning bushes and stuff. Um. Yeah. Hence the epic length of this movie. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. 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 yeah uh, I mean, film... 40 years of wandering just mm-hmm. kind of well, shut yeah. Mm. yeah. Anyway. Mm-hmm. <laughs> this film falls into the biblical epic category, mm-hmm. uh, which was Ooh. very yes. popular in the 50s. Yes. The 50s. I just pictured Moses with an epic face. <laughs> <laughs> Well, well, it is Charlton Heston. So, uh, it also has uh, our good friend Yul Brenner. We may remember him from The Magnificent Seven. Our yeah. favorite bald man. Yes. Our favorite yes. bald man. It is directed by none other than Cecil B. DeMille, whom we have actually seen in another film. That's right. Because he was in yes. Sunset Boulevard, mm-hmm. playing Cecil, Cecil B. DeMille. DeMille. Right. 
So, uh, so the and, and Cecil B. DeMille is known for this sort of thing, like exactly this sort of thing, because okay. he did the the cast of thousands pictures in which in which the the, big, I mean, that's long, not that's not like a, epic. that's not like a, a, a saying. His his films mm-hmm. are literally thousands and thousands of people in yeah. some of these scenes. <gasps> yeah. just uh, crazy. He went crazy huge. Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, and this is actually a remake of the Ten Commandments by Cecil B. DeMille, mm-hmm. oh. which was a silent film. Yeah, in 1925, if I remember I right. I think yeah. that. Huh. I, and so, yeah, so this was a good 20, uh, 30-ish years later that, you know, okay. make, make the same thing with the old Brenner and Charlton Heston and yep. Edward G. Robinson and... And uh, Ann Baxter. Ann Baxter. And Ann Baxter, bit. we are definitely, because we're going to watch All About Eve at some point. So oh, yeah. Ann Baxter, we will return to Ann mm-hmm. Baxter. Mm-hmm. Uh, but in this film, she gets to be, well, I don't want to give away too much, but mm-hmm. Ann Baxter's awesome. Yes. Yes. In her own special way. So uh, the thing is, uh, the movie's pretty long. <laughs> uh, that is that is absolutely true. It is the story of Exodus. Okay. So uh, yes, the Ten Commandments are in there, but yeah. oddly, they don't they don't take up a whole hell of a lot of time in this film. Mm-hmm. Uh, <laughs> you'll you'll get to the end and you'll be like, where were the Ten Commandments? <laughs> well, I think kind of like the uh, the newer film, considerably newer film, Exodus: Gods and Kings. You know, it's like in which yeah, there's the, a little bit of Ten Commandments in there, and then yeah. a lot of Exodus. Yeah, we'll probably talk about Exodus: Gods and Kings after this movie. Yeah, uh, because one of the reasons I think I got to wanting to put this on Real Education was having watched Exodus: Gods and Kings, and uh, and wanting to watch a good movie, wanting to watch a movie that told the story better. <laughs> yeah. uh, so that's that's what this is. This is a movie that tells the story better than Exodus, Gods, and Kings, as if that was a major challenge. Right. Um, so uh, we are going to be uh, gone for a long time <laughs> watching the Ten Commandments, but for you, it will seem magically... Oh, come yeah. on. Let's play the entire soundtrack for the... the... Never mind. I'm not going to do that. No. I'm just, no, no. I'm not going to do that. <laughs> but, uh, it will seem magically like a few seconds, so please sit back and enjoy the few seconds, or go watch the movie, yeah. and we'll be back. And we are back, and as far as we can tell, the Israelites are still wandering through the <laughs> desert. Oh, yes. Trying to find the promised land. The yes. So we have watched the Ten Commandments. And uh, Jenna? Yes. Did you remember any of it? Um, there were select scenes that I am certain that I have seen in the past. Um I don't know why groups of giggling chicks stand out to me a lot, but I'm pretty sure I remember the basket and the group of giggling chicks. Uh, a man! At the a man! And the, <laughs> so there's there's the, the river where they mm-hmm. find baby Moses, and there's the well mm-hmm. where they find dying Moses, and there's... Yeah. Um, the, the dancing girls, uh, with the pom-poms in their hair, I definitely oh, remember that. Oh, the pom-poms in their hair was so right? awesome. And they're like, I love that dance. That is so bizarre. They dance around and then boom, <laughs> down with the pom-poms. I, I, that, my yeah. favorite. Um, and there are, there are certain, uh, the, the green foggy mist of I'm killing all the firstborns. Uh, I, I remember that too. Green foggy mist of death. Yeah. yeah. Um. But no frogs. And the. No frogs. Moses, I was remembering, 
uh, was in fact the Moses that was up on the cliff with the two tablets and the so this, this oh sure was that, the scene. that that's a it very... wasn't the more the the uh, Mel Brooks one is much more of like a close up sure. type thing as opposed to the well the it's a very thing. iconic image so, I mean even yeah. if you haven't seen the movie you've probably yeah. seen that image oh, yeah. Yeah. of Charlton Heston standing on the cliff about to rain. Uh, God's wrath down on the Israelites yeah. and their golden calf. Which, oh my God, speaking of God's wrath, the animation used for the special effects and stuff, mm-hmm. looking back on that, I'm like, oh God, I'm certain that was absolutely amazing for the time, but right now I'm giggling like ridiculously. Oh yeah, well, it I, looks so adorable. Yeah, it, it, it was it's, all it's like, hand animated. Who's, who's an adorable little God's wrath? <laughs> You're an adorable wrath. Yes, you it are. Just, it reminds me of Fantasia, you know? Yeah. It does. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. It's kind of Disney. Yeah, the special effects <laughs> of carving the, the commandments into the stone are, are you know, it's oh. like this do- sort of sort of animation that doesn't work and then the burning letters that looks really freaking cool yeah, yeah. it's like oh yeah, if only they could figure out a way to have done both yeah things. the uh yeah. there were so many effects and they were so extensive in the movie they actually didn't finish all the effects by the time they released it yeah. which wow. is why some of the the compositing isn't real clean on some oh, okay. like you know you can see the blue fringing on the blue and some of the blue screen yeah. shots and you know some of them were kind of rushed but i mean the the, the distance between the the hand animated fire and the parting of the Red Sea. <laughs> yeah. Because uh, yeah. that, that was a beautiful combination that of, was... of, of, of uh, crash tanks and cloud tanks and sideways footage of the bottom of a dam. You know, it's... It, they really... Yeah. They, they were... They, it's a... It's, I I enjoy the film for the the scenery chewing. I, there is there's all sorts of scenery. You've got Yul Brenner and Charlton Heston just chewing scenery, and, and there's yeah. so much scenery to chew. And so and, and Baxter them, just running around him in circles, going ha ha ha. Yeah, you <laughs> <laughs> me, I'm Ann Baxter, and then then fucking Vincent Price shows up for a little while. Right? Goes, oh, why not? Oh, and Edward yeah. G. Robinson. Yes. It's just like and I gotta say, uh, Vincent Price, of course. Brilliant performance, and who was it that uh, played the 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 mud flower? I can't a little bit Lily something whatever. Um, the the uh, Joshua's chick. Joshua's but, girlfriend. Yeah. Oh yeah. I don't. Remember. Why can't I remember her name? I feel awful. Because it's not Ann Baxter, basically. Uh, <laughs> well, um, yeah. I do I, know but, who played Zephira, because Zephira was Yvonne DiCarlo, also known as Lily Munster. From the oh monsters. Oh my god, yeah. I know, right? Oh. <laughs> this pleases me. Yeah, yeah. That I was pretty great. <laughs> yeah. The, the thing that I think is interesting about biblical epics of this time period, and we haven't... Samson and Delilah is the perfect example of this, but we talk mm. about the Hayes Code a lot mm-hmm. and all the rules that you had to follow in the Hayes Code. If you make a biblical film, you don't have to follow any of them. <laughs> because you just say... It's in the Bible, and because it's in the Bible, it's automatically moral. Mm-hmm. Nice. It, 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 it's it's like it's like this hack that move that that uh, filmmakers could use to show really messed up stuff. Like I don't know, a great big wonking orgy around a golden calf. Oh, yeah. You can totally do that. There's they, all sorts of violence and death in this film, and yet it's rated G because. Uh-huh. It's a biblical epic. Yeah, and as long as a, it's in the Bible, you can do whatever the frack you want. There, There is actually a biblical epic a little after this time, uh, 
directed by Robert Aldrich about Sodom and Gomorrah. <laughs> and all the things they do Oh, my that. God. Oh, my. <laughs> and, yeah. And they, the, it was literally the Hayes Code would not yeah. censor a thing nice. if it was a biblical film. Yeah, and, and it helped that Cecil B. DeMille was uh, directing this because that man had some pull. I mean, this this was a movie of huge undertaking. I mean, this had a, a $13 million budget in 1956, which translates to a, a gazillion dollars today. And it, it did pay off. It was the second, you know, adjusted for inflation, it was the second grossing... Highest. Second, second highest grossing film of all time, next to Gone with the Wind, oh. um, until Sound of Music came out. Okay, and it's still one of the highest grossing movies of all time. It, you know, adjusted for inflation. adjusted for inflation because yeah. you know in today's dollars it grossed like I don't know four hundred and fifty million on its first release or or something. It's just crazy. It, yeah, it, it made crazy a crazy like amount of money. Yeah. Uh, it was it was tremendously successful, mm-hmm. uh, and uh, it was. I mean, this is interesting. It's Cecil B. DeMille's last film. Mm-hmm. He died like a year after it was completed. He actually yeah. had a heart attack while he was making the film. Yeah, he was climbing up on a platform to check a malfunctioning camera and and had a heart attack, and then came back two days later to continue filming. <laughs> Which yeah. is probably why he died shortly thereafter. Yeah. Okay. I know, right? Yeah, Cecil, Cecil <laughs> that's a man dedicated. Yeah, Cecil B. DeMille was a, was a badass. He yeah. really was, and and so it, this is kind of, I mean, and he, I think he even knew this was kind of his swan song, even though he he had plans to make another film after the Ten mm-hmm. Commandments, but but uh, he just really it was like he took every single piece. Of filmmaking knowledge he had, and he throws it all at the screen, and he's just like, "I'm gonna make the Ten Commandments, and I'm not gonna make it like I make it. And he made it in 1923. Mm-hmm. I'm gonna make it the. It was 23. We said in the intro it was 25, Liars. but actually 23 is when he made the silent version of Ten Commandments, which is almost as long. Mm-hmm. It, it's <laughs> still a long movie, <laughs> but. Uh, in this one, he just takes everything in the filmmaker toolkit and just throws it at the screen, and it drips all over the screen, <laughs> drips all over the ladies in their beautiful dresses, yeah. and so many beautiful. Oh, man. And actually, kind of Yul oh. Brenner in his he, he gets he gets quite the wardrobe. I, I can look at Yul Brenner for a long right. time in this movie. Mm. Standing arms akimbo. Yeah, just, <laughs> at all he, times. He uh, looking and, very noble and. Russian. <laughs> and he learned he, he learned he was going to do this film, and apparently, you know, and Charlton Heston Heston was kind of known for being sort of buff. Yeah. And Brenner was like, I I can't like be doing this role shirtless if I'm not kind of as buff as Heston. Yeah. So, so he kind of he kind of worked a bit. He buffed, nice. him, he buffed himself up. Yeah. Nice. So uh, you know, so Ramses would be. So body you know, image isn't just a chick thing. Is this what we're saying? <laughs> yeah. Well, we're just well, saying. We're you just know, saying. Movie stars. The idea, the idea is Ramses needed to be a decent consolation prize for Nefertiri. <laughs> yeah. Uh. Oh. Her performance, by the way, was fantastic. Oh, Isn't Ann she Baxter. So much fun? Oh my God. This is our first encounter with Ann Baxter. And it will not be our last because yeah. Ann Baxter is wonderful. Oh yeah. God, I was so happy. Like everything, she had me believing in the the sweetness and the in- innocence and the development of the character into this just. Raging bitch, like horrible, oh, yeah. horrible, oh, horrible. Oh my god! 
I love you, I love you, I love her. Nudge. Ah! Yeah. <laughs> but I still love you. You know, just, yeah. oh, that, oh, my oh God. she's so awesome. Oh, yeah. Well, and it, I like, uh, it's interesting because, of course, in the in the biblical story, there's this whole thing about about uh, God hardening the Pharaoh's heart. So the, yeah. the Pharaoh keeps keeps thinking, oh, I'll, I'll let the people go. And then God's like, yeah, fuck you. You're not, I'm not done with you yet. At least yeah. that's the biblical story. Here they take Nefertiri and they turn her into the, the well, voice of God, I suppose. I think Moses even says that at some mm-hmm. point, you know, and they have that her do the job of going, well, yeah, I'm, uh, I'm just going <laughs> to nudge you around yeah. for a little hey, bit. Hey, I took a bite of this apple. What do you think? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, so that's that's great, uh, Melissa. You have I don't know about twelve pages of, of no, trivia. no. I, I only have three. Oh, uh, three right. pages of very closely written notes. <laughs> um, one, one of the only. things, one of the things I latched upon for this movie was Elmer Bernstein, who did the score. This was his first really big movie mm-hmm. for scoring the music. He had uh, previously been. Uh, he did the jazz score for the man with the golden arm prior to this, but that was like his only movie work prior to that. He was doing like radio shows and stuff like that. But this was like his first big, big film score. And it kind of took his career awesome places. Uh, Elmer Bernstein was a protege of Aaron Copeland. He was classically trained. He was also a painter and actor, a dancer in theater. Um, he just did yeah. everything. And then from from here on, you know, from, from this point on, he did, like, musicals, like Thoroughly Modern Millie uh, is his music. And, of course, he did the score to Magnificent Seven and mm. the National Geographic theme and The Great Escape. and So it's like we've yeah. encountered so him. Never heard of. We've encountered oh, yeah. him before. Yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, totally. Totally. This is, this is not our first our first trek through Elmer Bernstein territory, but it is, was his first, really. Yeah, and he, um, and he scored some Scorsese films. He finally passed away in uh, 2004. Um, Congratulations. Yeah, thanks, yeah I know. thank That's goodness. That's a good life. Yeah, he, he, he did a lot. Um, uh, he won a few Oscars. I'm pretty sure he did. Yeah. Uh, just yeah, he's he's one of the the really well known mm-hmm. composers from that that fifties, sixties, seventies era. Yeah, uh, and uh, yeah, his, his you know so Cecil B. DeMille's last, mm-hmm. and Cecil B. DeMille. I mean, he's like the guy that creates the epic film. Oh you yeah, know? he every epic you know the David Lean epics that we've seen, the Lawrence of Arabia's yeah. and the and the the Bridge on the River Kwai's. They owe their existence to Cecil B. DeMille. Yeah, I think. Yeah, he, like he in the silent era, who was making this sort of stuff? Mm-hmm. Yeah, uh, basic. Yeah, 1923. We determined when we went upstairs to watch a movie yeah. was the first version of Ten Commandments, which was another cast of thousands. And actually, there was one actress in that version. She played the Pharaoh's wife, and she turns up in this version as Aaron's wife. Oh yeah! So, so yeah, they, so one they, actress shared between nice. the two productions. Oh, that's um, lovely. There yeah. were fourteen thousand extras on this movie, uh, and fifteen thousand animals. Yeah, I was like, and, not, and then there were the, the the ducks and the geese and yeah, the, yeah right. so many and geese. the sheep and oh, goats and cows. I kind of want to flock a geese. I, I, I swear, I swear I that that picks. whole scene, the whole scene is there starting the exodus. Yeah. That it, that's that, that goes on so long just because it's like holy shit, we got all these people and these, all these animals. We got to give them five minutes of screen time. Yeah. So they gave him fifteen. <laughs> um, yeah, of course. But make it big. 
Make it big. It did yeah. make a big impression, though. Huh. Like, well, holy yeah. shit, that's a lot of people. Yeah. Like, well, that's I, a I, lot I of people. I love, like, the first shot of the slaves when, when you see them building mm. the city. Mm-hmm. And you're looking out over the city, which is a mat, but it's still a gigantic set with mm-hmm. hundreds of people on it. Yeah, and filmed in VistaVision, which gave you these glorious, big vast negatives so you can actually see everything and nice. yeah, yeah. It, it, it's they were actually built they, they didn't have enough vistic vision cameras to film this movie so they made more just for this movie oh wow yeah. <laughs> you know it's just this movie was a big deal and it yeah, actually it has huge. been a big deal since then it's it's like it gets broadcast every easter on television uh, and there was one year, uh, I was uh, 1999, when they chose not to broadcast, mm-hmm. and they got more complaints about choosing not to broadcast uh, the Ten Commandments than they'd ever gotten about anything else. <laughs> yeah. People want their Ten Commandments on um, Easter. Yeah. Damn it. <laughs> yeah. Because yeah, that's you know, probably where I've seen those scenes. Because Easter happens three days after Passover, probably. and of course Passover is the whole. Yeah. So, I mean, it does make a certain amount of sense, even though you're watching an Old Testament story and it's yeah. airing on the big New Testament day. Mm-hmm. But still, it it, ha- it it totally... And I remember watching it, you know, and I enjoy it from just from the the epic scale of the story not there's no there's no religious connection for me personally but the the epic scale of the story i think is just enjoyable and they mm-hmm. they do do i think a decent job of of moses arc as a oh, character yeah. oh yeah um, mm-hmm. going from you know, they, you know he's never a bad guy you know yeah okay he's the pharaoh's son he's he's driving slaves but he treats the slaves decent mm-hmm. you know yeah for you know, he's you know, for uh, for somebody that could whip a slave. You he's know. the nice slaver, the, yeah. not the bad slaver. He's the Benedict Cumberbatch, <laughs> 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 and not the oh, I'm forgetting his name. Um, uh, oh, Fassbender. Not the fight, Michael Fassbender. He's the Benedict Cumberbatch. Of, <laughs> That's right, dear listeners. Twelve years of slave references just for you. Yeah, we, we but, well, which is really funny listening. because which is really funny because there sure are a lot of white people in this movie. For being so oh Egypt. my goodness! Well, and, and you know, as we were talking about <laughs> Exodus, which yeah. Jenny, mm. you haven't seen, but Melissa and I did see, and and it's as whitewashed as this film. Oh yeah, uh, you know, at least in this film, they put spray tan on a lot of the, yeah. the performers. Yeah, they don't even bother. In, in Exodus, Gods and Kings, it's and, and the other thing they do in Exodus, Gods and Kings, which I think is just unconscionable, is they they make it seem like maybe Moses is just crazy. And God doesn't really exist. Because mm-hmm. he's like talking to his invisible friend, really. Yeah. And yeah. It's, it's like, no, no, yeah. you know, uh, as soon as as soon as soon we get to the whole Passover thing and the firstborn son of everybody in Egypt dies, I'm thinking that you can't really say you made it up anymore. Sure. Uh, it, I mean, I can mm-hmm. kind of see that, like, because I haven't seen this, but I can kind of see that from a storyline development into a, you know, coming together at a certain point and being like, oh, Oh nope nope nope. Yeah, you're cool. That's not what happened. That's not what happened in the movie. Everybody, Uh, all the Israelites believe that he's he's not crazy. It's just they want the viewer to think that maybe he's a nut. Yeah, but it just doesn't work. The the other thing, the other thing I will say that I I actually this film does that Gods and Kings did not do is this film shows us ancient Egypt painted. Yeah, yeah, Um, yeah. There's this. Okay, dear listeners, 
here's why I hate Exodus. There are many reasons, but <laughs> but two very specific reasons. Well. One, there are people riding horses with stirrups. <laughs> yeah, it didn't fucking exist yet. Two, two. At one point, you see the Sphinx, and his nose is missing. The Sphinx's <laughs> nose was shot off by Napoleon's troops. <laughs> In the 18, I think it was the 18, the late 17, it's the 1800s. Yeah, it was The, the Sphinx's nose is shot off in the 1800s, and yet they can't even do enough research to show us a brand new, brightly painted Sphinx because the Egyptians painted yeah. their statues. Yeah, they did. They, oh, yeah. Not a single painted statue in Exodus, Gods, and Kings, I'm telling you right now. Yeah. Not yeah. not a touch of paint Aww. on any of those statues. Yeah. And, and that. Aside from all the other reasons that I thought it was a bad movie, just the fact that they didn't even have that much attention to historical detail. That they're like, if you're going to ride a horse in ancient Egypt, <laughs> you aren't going to have stirrups because they didn't have them. That's actually why they used chariots. Yeah. yeah. And didn't ride horses. <laughs> oh, my goodness. They rode in chariots that were pulled by horses. <laughs> and they probably rode horses, too. But they didn't ride horses. Uh, there, they, there wasn't cavalry, really, for for the mm-hmm. Egyptians, because you need stirrups to have cavalry. And, and yeah. yeah. Anyway. Also, I, I, I will say, uh, Exodus, God, and Kings, you know, since we've gone on to this topic, um, the one thing I will give it credit, they... They are invested in the goddamn plagues, and if I'm going to see a movie about yeah. Exodus, I want to see some goddamn. Yeah, they plagues. totally. Yeah, the, uh, the Ten Commandments <laughs> yeah. really kind of cuts the. Story. I was yeah. really sad I didn't get my frogs or locusts. I wanted frogs. I, know, I right? frogs. Uh, One one other thing, they did actually shoot a frog's plague. Oh, that's did right. They? they did. Yeah, they did, and apparently it was, it was so kinda... ridiculously funny. They were like. <laughs> this just doesn't look scary. Can't do it. It just doesn't look scary. They, uh, yeah, so you really you only get the three. You get uh, the river turning into blood, which I think is awfully impressive. That that was nicely that, done. That, that was pretty nicely done. I, still, I I don't know. I felt like some of it was still a little cherry red as opposed to blood. Well, that's kind of the but way yeah. it was. They didn't really figure out the science of fl- fake blood until about the 70s. Sure. Yeah. yeah. But yeah. Yeah. This was it's just... You know, it's like, oh, but, that's right. But pain. still, you know, but, the waterfall yeah. that slowly turns red. I mean, uh-huh. that was, that was yeah. some cool stuff. Yeah, no, that and was then, pretty cool. And then the hail. The hail's cool. The, the hail cool. was popcorn. <laughs> yes. <laughs> which which oh, amuses me because it's flaming popcorn being <laughs> pelted down upon you. You know, runner. okay, I hate it when you're in the office and somebody microwaves popcorn and you get that burnt <laughs> popcorn smell throughout. And you're just like, they're, oh. And they're going to have that burnt popcorn smell, right? smell throughout Egypt. <laughs> yeah, throughout the Egypt. entire country. That, that's the actual plague. Yeah. Burnt yeah, popcorn they're, they're, Yeah, burning popcorn <laughs> that's smell. That's the, the plague they don't talk about. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, the, 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 they did just flip that one out of the Bible because they figured, yeah, like, they figured oh. maybe people wouldn't really get it. Yeah. Um, why is that so awful? Oh, maybe, man, you don't man, know. That, you don't part, know that part was in the Dead Sea Scrolls. We don't talk about that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, the smell. The smell. <laughs> so let's see what else you got there, Melissa. Oh, just a couple of random things. Um, the... I wrote this down and I still don't believe it. Um, I, I might be wrong, but it's what I wrote down. It took three weeks to film the orgy. 
<laughs> so that is one long party. That is a long. So it's origin. a lot of extras that you've got oh, yeah. dancing around. And oh, yeah. apparently, Charlton Heston heard one of the women say, "Who do I have to fuck to get out of this movie?" <laughs> <laughs> oh my god! <laughs> yeah. The voice of uh, yeah. the voice of God in the movie is actually Charlton Heston. That yeah. was not known for that, a long time. Yeah, because it's not credited. Yeah, nobody it's knew not. who voiced God except. You know, Cecil B. DeMille and, and, and Heston. Heston, which that was really quiet. I was going to bring that yeah. up in like final thoughts, but man, for a booming voice of God, it wasn't very booming. Yeah, maybe yeah, and it that's would, a choice. Yeah, maybe it's clearly it's a choice that they wanted. Yeah. Background and they have wanted to, that. You have voice. to listen. You listen for God. Lean in. Yeah. yeah. Open and your ears and your heart. I love I love Charlton Heston because he's uh, Charlton Heston and Yul Brenner are great because they're mm-hmm. they're some of the great posers. Of, of cinnamon. By posers, I mean they strike poses. It's like yeah. they, they reach a point where they have to say something, and you can see Heston sort of setting up to be in a particular pose. I mean, he's like the predecessor to William Shatner, except except Shatner except can't, can't quite commit uh, mm-hmm. to, to the pose. He, he always moves his body a little bit, but Heston, he's like, he just strikes that pose. He's like, right now, I'm going to pound my fist against the wall. And I'm not going to pound my fist against the wall and it's going to bounce. No, that fist is going to stay up against the wall. So you know the wall has been pounded. Yeah. <laughs> um. Yeah. I, it, it, Heston strikes some of the strangest poses in this movie. He does. I, I, lo- I love the one where, you know, the, the Red Sea is split and he's on the little promontory over it before everybody starts going across the, you know, the path that has been made. And he has this, this weird, almost Fosse-esque sort of knee bent in sort of thing with jazz hands above his head and yeah. the, the staff. It's like that is yeah. so odd. Yes, I'm a huge fan of jazz hands, Moses. Mm, yeah. Mm, Who yes. else could be Moses except Heston? You're, you're, just, <laughs> you're just like watching this film and you're yeah. like, that. that's the only guy that could play this larger than life yeah. well, he figure. Had, he has really so much forehead. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, that just... <laughs> Especially when, you know, he gets a new hairdo from God, you know. Yeah, they just kinda, that really showed it off. I'm so not going to lie. Forehead. Yeah, the, 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 yeah, the God hairdo. And, uh, yeah. um, the, <laughs> Jesus is my stylist. The, Jesus, <laughs> Jesus wasn't born yet. All right, so. The, it's a part of the three in one. Come on. <laughs> the, the other thing that uh, I, you know, Heston wasn't originally the, the original uh, choice for for Moses. Yeah, um, and now I'm blanking in the... Boyd, I think, was... Yeah, uh, William Boyd? Uh, Hopalong Cassidy. Yeah, Hopalong Cassidy. Yeah, the guy and who so, played Hopalong Cassidy was in the... Oh, I know that one. No, wait, I don't. So, yeah. so yeah. Heston, Heston gets cast, apparently, because uh, Cecil B. DeMille had recently seen Michelangelo's Moses, and he sees Charlton Heston, and he's like, wow, he looks totally like Michelangelo's Moses. Mm-hmm. Um... I've seen Michelangelo's Moses, and the thing that really is is how he looks like Michael is when he's got that horrible, horrible fake long white beard uh-huh. in the in the final scenes. That beard is like it was cut off of Michelangelo's <laughs> yeah. Moses and smacked <laughs> right on Charlton Heston's face. It's, <laughs> it's yeah. There, there's a certain level of ridiculousness and, to it. But. And and the and the real fun in that piece of trivia is a few years later, uh, Heston winds up playing Michelangelo painting the the ceiling of the Fifth Sistine Chapel, Chapel in uh, uh, 
The Agony and the Ecstasy. The Agony and the Ecstasy. Another fine pair of scene-chewing oh. performances with him and Rex Harrison. Yeah. Oh, God. Uh, they just bitch at each other throughout just, the entire just, movie. Yeah. Yes. Oh, yeah. And oh, and it's this. filmed in 70 millimeter. It's just you're, glorious. Charles Charl yeah. Heston, if you're... If you're looking for somebody to choose scenery, I don't know if there was ever anybody better to find <laughs> than than Heston. He yeah. just he just ate it up and spat it out mm-hmm. uh, like a master. Yeah, and, and that spat out scenery would retain some of that testosterone. It, it just, just, it just yeah. left it strewn everywhere. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He didn't like. He didn't make a lot of films for the ladies. Well, well, yeah. I mean, okay, it depends on <laughs> man, man. <laughs> So, all right, I think I think we've talked about this movie. Okay. We don't want to talk about this movie for as long as this movie no. lasted. No. So, no. Uh, Jenna, <laughs> final thoughts about the Ten Commandments. Um, here's the problem: is that I've seen Prince of Egypt, mm. and so every once in a while, that actually the has movie, grown people. I know, right? Well, yeah, because it's animated. You can make it any color you want. Yeah, but so every once in a while, I would have like Patrick Stewart pop into mind. And then I'd hear, like, this chick going, Deliver us! Like, just, like, as things were happening. It was weird. I've seen Prince of Egypt, Egypt too, and yet I don't remember that <laughs> noise. <laughs> it's a part of the singing for that, that song. Oh. <laughs> just just well. pointing out, Moses in that film was also played by a white guy. So, uh, he, may have been drawn, he may not have been drawn white, but it was totally a white guy <laughs> playing Moses. <laughs> All right, and uh, Melissa, final thoughts. Um, well, first of all, the uh, the part of the uh, the the dunk tanks and troughs that were used for the parting of the Red Sea scene are actually still existing at Paramount Studios. They're part of a parking lot. Yeah, <laughs> no, I don't want to park in that parking lot. That makes me nervous. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> suddenly you come back and your car is flooded. Yeah. Uh, but the other thing is, is did you know that Ann Baxter is the granddaughter of Frank Lloyd Wright? Wow! I know, right? I, I did not know that, yeah. but we will. Will Ann Baxter is going to come back around because oh, yeah, totally. all about Eve is going to come up soon. Yeah. Because now that we've encountered Ann Baxter, we need to encounter all about Eve. We need more Ann Baxter yeah. in our lives. Yeah. Real Real Education has has stayed away from Ann Baxter for far too long, <laughs> and Charlton Heston for that matter. Well, this mm-hmm. is our first opportunity to really bring Mr. Heston. Uh, yeah. to the four so we, we we have tasted of the end baxter we are hooked yeah <laughs> so uh with that uh my final thought is to let you know that our next episode is going to be recorded live at the trilon theater Yay! we are going to be watching uh murder on the orient express uh, and uh, oh, the date excited. do you remember the date melissa oh, you, you're God. so I think much it, better at i think it's the 22nd of february sunday it's a the 22nd sunday night the, the later of the two shows. It's either the 22nd yes, it is Sunday the 22nd. It's is the 22nd. It's Sunday 22nd? the 22nd. Okay. Murder on the Orient Perfect. Express, which mm. is, it has all the actors in it. Like, yeah. all of them. Everybody. Every, Every actor, actor ever. Ever. But not all Ann Baxter. Except Ann Baxter. Aw. Yeah. So, uh, join us on the 22nd for that. It's going to be a fantastic uh, opportunity to watch it with an audience. And I just, I think Murder on the Orient Express is so much fun and you should come and watch it if you can watch it in a theater, which you can with us on the 22nd. Yeah! So, uh, there it is. Thanks for joining us. Uh, We hope you enjoy whatever you're choosing to watch and we'll catch you next time on A Real Education. Bye-bye. Bye-bye! We hope you enjoyed 
our film fixation. We'll see you next time on A Real Education. Dee, dee.